You are listening to the Next Best Picture Podcast. This is our review of Ex Machina. How long until we get to his estate? We've been flying over his estate for the past two hours. Caleb, I'm just going to throw this out there so it's said, okay? You're freaked out. You're freaked out that me meeting me, having this conversation in this room at this moment, right? But can we just get past that? The whole employer-employee thing? It's good to meet you, Nathan. It's good to meet you too, Caleb. This building isn't a house. It's a research facility. And I want to talk to you about what I'm researching. You want to see something cool? You are dead center of the greatest scientific event in the history of man. Hello. Hi. Do you have a name? Ava. Answer me this. How do you feel about her? Her AI is beyond doubt. No, nothing analytical. Just, how do you feel? I feel that she's amazing. Do you want to be my friend? Of course. Will it be possible? Why would it not be? Did you know that Nathan brought me here to test you? Wrong about what? Nathan, you shouldn't trust anything he says. Does Ava actually like you? Or is she just pretending to like you? Self-awareness, manipulation, sexuality. Are you attracted to me? Now, if that isn't true AI, what is? Caleb, here's something I want to show you. Can we talk about the lies you've been spinning me? What lies? Today, I'm going to test you. Why me? Caleb, you have to help me. You. It's strange to eliminate something that hates you. What will happen to me if I fail your test? Alright everybody, you were just listening to the trailer for Ex Machina, and the story is as follows. Caleb Smith, a programmer at a huge internet company, wins a contest that enables him to spend a week at the private estate of Nathan Bateman, his firm's brilliant CEO. When he arrives, Caleb learns that he has been chosen to be the human component in a Turing test to determine the capabilities and consciousness of Ava, a beautiful robot. However, it soon becomes evident that Ava is far more self-aware and deceptive than either man imagined. The film is starring Domino Gleason, Alicia Vikander, Oscar Isaac. It is written and directed by Alex Garland. Joining me for this 2015 retrospective Patreon podcast review, I have Josh Parr. Hello, hello. Danilo Castro. Hello, everybody. And from the Patreon family, please everyone give a warm welcome to Stephen M. Keller. Hello there. All right. So, Ex Machina, a film that I have to say, it's one of those movies that, like, I think to myself, all right, it's like your typical AI science fiction movie. But then you start to peel back the layers and you realize, oh, no, this is a whole hell of a lot of movie packed into what is a deceptively very tiny movie. You know, a $15 million budget. This was Alex Garland's uh, directorial debut. He had written a few films actually beforehand, some that we are very, very familiar with, I'm sure, 28 Days Later, Sunshine, Never Let Me Go, Dread. 
But Ex Machina really, really showed uh, that the guy had some pretty considerable talent, and that was proven with Annihilation. This film was uh, voted on by the MVP film community for our 2015 retrospective. Everybody wants to hear us talk about Ex Machina. So, Stephen... You are the guest. You actually personally reached out to me to be on this podcast review. I assume you have lots to say about this movie. Ultimately, what did you think of Ex Machina? Um, So I guess for a little bit of background, um, when I went to college, I studied computer engineering. So that's what I got my degree in. And then I've been in the software industry for 13 years now. So these types of movies are kind of my cup of tea. I kind of like seeing the behind the scenes on how this technology and stuff gets made and, you know, the philosophy behind it and stuff like that. So going into it, I didn't know much about this movie. I didn't know who Alex Garland was until after the fact Then I looked up who he was and I realized all the great movies he had written for. But uh, I must say that this, I think this movie is fantastic. It was my favorite movie of 2015. Um, I like the small, intimate nature of it with just the four characters, and I thought the visual effects were nice and subtle, and yeah, I just love this movie. All right, all right. Josh Parm. Uh, well, I really do enjoy this film as well. Um, it was on my top ten the year that it came out, and I really responded to it, and I think that what really makes it great is Alex Garland's ability to tell a very as you kind of said, Matt, a somewhat deceptively simple story that's still packed with a lot of thematic weight to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's also carried by these really wonderful performances from pretty much everybody in the cast. Although I would say that three of the four are good and one of them has an issue with kind of the character, but we'll get into that later. Uh, But overall, I still think it's a really strong piece of filmmaking that I definitely think is uh, deserving of the title of one of the best films of 2015. All right, Danila? I'm um, kind of echo- echoing what everybody else kind of has to say about it. This was in my top 10 for 2015 as well. Um, I wasn't super familiar with Alex Garland going in. Um, I had seen 28 Days Later. That was about it. But I don't even think I had made that connection uh, until afterwards. Uh, just a really smart film. And l- like I enjoy with most of these retrospective reviews, it's a film that gets better uh you know, kind of as, as it goes on, the more and more you watch it, the more there is to unravel. So, yeah, uh, this is interesting because this was a movie for me that upon first viewing in 2015, I liked it all the way up until the ending. And it had an ending that just rubbed me the wrong way. And I didn't hate the movie, but I did not rate it high enough to have it make my own top 10 list of 2015. But in the years since then, and in the two other times I have watched it, so this latest uh, viewing was my third time seeing the film, it actually has gotten better for me, uh, and I actually discover new things about it every single time I watch it, and that to me is the hallmark of a really, really great film. So I definitely have changed my stance on Ex Machina since then. So that was pretty exciting. I actually want to start off the conversation first and foremost by examining the title of the film itself. In preparation for this podcast review, I was watching a YouTube video by Logos Made Flesh. And they talked a lot about some of the religious symbolism within Ex Machina. And I think it's definitely worth exploring here and 
uh, seeing if you guys uh, got a sense of it while watching the film, uh, because I definitely think that it is something that is very prevalent throughout. Uh, you know, usually when you hear the term ex machina, it's because of the phrase a deus ex machina, uh, which basically, uh, you know, it means God of the machine. And here, uh, that first part is taken out of the title. And so the reason why I bring this up is because there is a point in the film where Caleb uh, essentially humors uh, Nathan as a, a god, basically, for creating a uh, conscious AI. So I actually want to first start off our conversation here and talking about the absence of God, how God is depicted through Oscar Isaac's performance as Nathan in this movie, and what we ultimately think of that first thematic layer to Ex Machina. Well, I find it interesting that, you know, there's a lot of different movies that deal with kind of the subject of AI that talk about a creator versus creation relationship. And when you start to kind of inflict that within humans and the robots that we create, how that becomes a really like tricky situation between how we feel about the idea of us having a creator. And I think that what this movie does show is that people that are very smart and have all of these designs about how to create something very intelligent ultimately will fall victim to their own hubris and that creation overtakes them. And that's something that we've seen in other movies, certainly, but I do think this movie executes it in a very interesting way. And I think you really get that because of Oscar Isaac's performance, who really sells the both smart and dumb things that this character does, but in a really, I think, fascinating way. I wouldn't even call it dumb so much. I would almost say uh, there's like a, a, a hubris, like an arrogance to the character uh, that he's so chill and down to earth that it, it's like, though as if he, it, it, it almost comes off like so conceited and uh, there's another layer to this that I'm going to get into later when we talk about another thematic level. But uh, it, it, it's almost like, I wouldn't even say that it's dumb. I, I would almost, I, I would rather say that it's just him just being so arrogant at what he has the ability to do. And I mean, that's only natural, right? Because he's man. He's not truly God, even if he fancies himself that way. Once he hears uh, that phrase come out of Caleb and Caleb, Caleb's like, I, I, I didn't, I didn't necessarily call you that. And, and Nathan's like pretty much saying, mm -hmm. but, but, but you did. <laughs> <laughs> sure. There is, um, I, there's an interview I saw where Oscar Isaac talked about uh, channeling Stanley Kubrick a little bit in the performance uh, with the glasses and the, the sort of dead-eyed stare he gets when he speaks kind of over the glasses. And I found that interesting, the kind of the comparison between filmmaker and his character, because he's very much coaxing performances out of the other characters and kind of manipulating them to get to get what he wants, you know? Yeah. And I find that to be kind of a comparison between uh, creator in the grander sense and then creator in terms of uh, filmmaker almost that parallel oh man see see what i mean now now we're gonna get into like with the filmmaking aspect of the story here and it's like whoa baby <laughs> how many layers of the onion do you want to peel back tonight there is a lot <laughs> i know figuratively and literally in this case it's pretty crazy uh should we stay on the god aspect does anyone else want to comment on uh, that or should we uh dive down uh maybe the kubrick and uh angle there it's up to you guys I mean, there's so much to explore with this movie. I mean, I, you know, like, for example, we could also tie the whole creator versus creation uh, angle to Dr. Frankenstein, 
and ultimately what becomes of Nathan at the end of the film. I, I, I absolutely love an Oscar Isaac's performance when he has that one part where I don't even know if it's ab-libbed or what it was, but he just says, fucking unreal. <laughs> and it makes me laugh every time. It's so fantastic. Because he he cannot believe that this is happening. He He's in complete bewilderment and shock that a guy who, you know, is, is quite frankly, he's like a physical specimen. Uh, you know, he takes really good care of himself and he's so rich and so smart and he has done this thing that nobody else can do. And yet this is the way that his life will ultimately end. And it's just, it's so unceremonious and like, it, it's just like, I, 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 not that I feel bad for him, but it, it just, it just feels like, oh man, that was kind of lame <laughs> for, for a guy who <laughs> fancies himself in such a way, you know? Well, like you said, it really ties back to that hubris that he has that he can't even imagine a scenario where the things that he created would have ever turned on him and be successful in their revolt. You know, he is somebody who anticipates the escape and thinks that he has already planned the scenario to counteract any kind of rebellion with his creations. And when just one thing happens that just feels totally out of the blue and surprises him, it that is an unraveling that he just cannot seem to process other than just giving up, it seems. Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of our full review of the 2015 film Ex Machina, part of our 2015 retrospective for our Patreon subscribers on nextbestpicture.com. In order to get the full review, you will have to head on over to our Patreon channel. For $1 minimum a month, you will get this podcast review, along with other exclusive podcast content as well. You can subscribe to the Next Best Picture podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, Acast, CastBox, and on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of the show. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. So is a five-star rating. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time.